This is Bumper to Bumper, the car show. Drive in anxious and cruise out confident with the best automotive info for your vehicle. And now your host, Matt Allen. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy, here with you every single Saturday at about 11 o'clock, 11.06 to be exact, here to help you with your car Navigate owning your car, repairing your car, whatever it is that you might have a question with your car, we're here to help you with that today. So if you're, you know, you went to the shop and they told you you need everything replaced on the air conditioning compressor. Well, sometimes you do, but eh, a lot of times you don't. You know, there's this fallacy out there that you got to replace everything when the compressor goes bad. Yeah, that can be true sometimes, but not always. And you need to know about that so that's why we encourage you to call in ask us questions when your shop talks to you ask them questions about the repair and how you how you can do it better is that really necessary or explain why you know don't just say yes i'll take it raise your hand and pay the bill and that's okay sometimes um and and, uh, don't just say oh no gosh that's you're that's too much it's too expensive have an understanding and maybe it is too expensive but at least take the time to let the shop explain it to you so you can learn about it. And and is it too expensive because you just don't have the money? I mean, I, I'll I'll give you that. A lot car repair is expensive. But does it mean it's overpriced or is it wrong? And and those are the things you need to discuss with your shop so that you can make sure that you fully understand what's happening and then you can decide is it overpriced or is it expensive? There is a difference. There is a difference big time. So we can help you navigate a lot of those questions or anything that you've got going on with your car. And I've got a couple of stories to tell maybe today. So 602-277-5827. It's 602-277-KTAR. And if you like to text, you can try that at 411-923. We've got plenty of open lines on the text machine and lots of open lines on the phone. So you can give us a call. So I want to tell a little story <laughs> about a couple cars, and then we might talk about some parts and how that matters. But I think I, if you were listening last week, I mentioned about, you know, we kind of joke, car repair is difficult at times. And we were getting our butts kicked on a, on a, on a car or two last week at the shop. And, and so I'll tell this story, and I, I guess I'll tell the brand because it's not, uh, it's not you know anything horrible or anything, but we had an infinity in the shop, and this gentleman might even be listening because he is a radio listener, and uh, he you know he brought the car in at an infinity QX60 or something like that, nice nice you know SUV. It's in part of the Nissan family, just in case you didn't know. So I might say Nissan and mean infinity, but it's basically the same thing, kind of like Honda Acura or Toyota Lexus, Scion kind of deal. So this car had some problems, some weird running problems. It stalled. Occasionally it had a dead battery, I believe. And then the battery was replaced. But then prior to that, two or three weeks earlier, it had a check engine light on and, and uh, a thermostat was replaced. You know, and this was all um, consumer, you know, do-it-yourself or work that had been done on the car. And he was having these problems with the intermittently dead battery or going into limp mode. So... I'll try to shortcut this. So we get the car to the shop. We do our diagnosis on it. We determine, actually, we didn't determine anything. We couldn't get it to replicate. So we just parked the car out and let it run while we were seeing if we could get it heat soaked. And then by the time we went to check on it, it was stalled. It was dead. The battery was dead and everything. So we started the car, got the battery charged back up. But you know what happened during that time is it cooled back down. So we got the car started up. And thought, well, that's weird. We got to have a charging system problem. So we checked the alternator, checked the electrical system. No draws on the battery, no parasitic loads, nothing like that. Very, very simple charging system. This 2017 Infinity has the basic same charging system as your 1978 uh, Impala or Camaro or whatever. General Motors car you want to talk about. Basically, it has three wires going to it. In, in earlier versions of this car, it was very complicated, uh, intelligent charging system. But anyway, after we get it all charged back up, the car's cooled down. We check the charging system. It's working. Except we notice the dash light, the battery light on the dash is not on. That's one of the indicators that the alternator is bad, actually, because the alternator has a wire that goes up to the dash to complete that circuit. And that's why your battery light comes on a lot of times when the alternator fails. So the bottom line is we got, we determined the alternator was bad. 
And then we don't like to use cheap aftermarket rebuilt stuff. We're going to talk about parts a little bit later, later about rebuilt, remanufactured, new um, versus then dealer part versus OE part versus aftermarket and what those all how they work out. But in this particular circumstance, we would prefer to use a brand name alternator like Nippendenzo or Hitachi or something like that. But oddly enough, in this car, it was on back order from the manufacturer from Infinity. So we couldn't get one at the dealer. We couldn't get one from our preferred vendor. So we bought one from a, another supplier that we work with. But it's, uh, I'll call it an Acme Auto Parts. It's not a name brand. It's a name brand called High Voltage or something like that. And uh, so we put one of those on. It was no good. And again, this is a five-hour job. Maybe by the second time, we got it whittled down to four. But um, So we put that alternator on there. It's no good. But that supplier doesn't have another one. The dealer doesn't have another one. We found another one of our suppliers. They have an alternator. It's a different brand. But then when we get it out of the box, it's the same exact alternator as the first one that went bad. It's manufactured by the same person. All the same stickers. Everything's identical. It's just got a different box. So, okay, well, we'll try that one. We put that one on. No good. Doesn't work. We're like, son of a gun. So now we're starting to question ourselves. Did we diagnose this properly? I mean, you know, you stand in the mirror and you're really questioning yourself because we don't get defective parts that often. So we said, well, hell, we, and we didn't really, it just didn't make sense that they were on national backwards, although there is a lot of them on national backwards. So we called a different infinity dealer than the first one. And, uh, they said, oh, yeah, we can get you one. So we paid 75 or $100 freight to get the thing shipped in. I said, well, gosh, this has got to be it. We put the OE, Nissan remanufactured alternator on it. Well, we get that out of the box, and it doesn't really look like a Nissan remanufactured alternator. So I call my contact, and he's like, you know, Matt, these Infinities and Nissans, we never sell alternators. They just don't go bad. So dealership-wide, we might sell two or three a year. You know, even in the parts department, and probably I would guess maybe similar, if that in in the um, in the uh, repair side of it, in the, in the service department. So, um, so wow, that that's weird. So anyway, it, it it was bad. The factory one we got, no good. We put it in the car; it just didn't look right. The packaging was weird. So now we're on the original one. was bad. Two aftermarket and a dealer one's bad. So then we go to a local remanufacturer and we say, hey. Can you test all of these and tell us what's going on with them? Tested them all. They were all bad, verified. Well, he just happened to have one on the shelf. So he checked it. He bench tested his. It worked fine. So we take that back to the shop and we put it on. Guess what? It's dead. It doesn't work either. It worked. Actually, I take that back. We tested over the car 15 miles, drove around. This is Friday afternoon. A week ago, drove all around, everything was fine. Parked the car, bring it back to the shop, cycle the key, turn it back on. Alternator's not charging, no battery light. So we got four bad alternators. Meanwhile, the customer is a little bit upset, understandably. Um, wife was upset. Oh, we should have gone to the dealer. I knew we should have gone to the dealer. So I punted. I said, you know what? I'm not dying on the sword for this one. We're just we're going to put it back together, and you know, like that commercial, like it never happened. Well, so we sent it to the dealer. Well, the good news, and I'll have to wrap this up quick. Good news for me anyway. It validates me a little bit. Talk to the guy at the dealer because he wanted to know what happened, what the deal was. And um, I told him the story. So he goes, you know, Matt, it's not uncommon for us to get four or five bad alternators before we actually get a good one that works. And I was shocked. And he said he's heard stories from the Nissan store on the Frontiers and stuff. Same type of thing. Well, I got a little bit of validation because I talked to him yesterday. They put a neat, they were able to find another Nissan remanufactured alternator, put it on the car. No good. Junk. So it happens. I mean, it's just, it's a horrible circumstance. I don't know why on this one in particular, but it just didn't work out so well. So that's my story today. We've got plenty of open lines, 602-277-5827. If you want to text 411-923, be right back. 
Relationships matter. People do business with people they know and trust. In these crazy times, it's even more important that you can count on folks you know and can depend on to do your automotive repair maintenance the right way. Someone who has a proven track record and stands behind their work. People that will work with you to make sure your vehicles are going to remain on the road safely and efficiently for you and your family or business. No mysteries, just honest professional care. We're Accurate Automotive, friends serving friends since 1994. Check us out at AccurateAutomotiveAZ.com. Tommy Mello here, owner of A1 Garage Door Service. Springtime savings are here, and now is the perfect time to service your garage. Cracked or worn-out bottom rubbers and seals expose your garage door to bugs and other pests, dirt, debris, and cold air. A1 Garage Door Service can replace old bottom rubber and seals in no time. And don't forget about all the moving parts of a garage door system. Wheels get old, cables fray, grease runs out, and tracks move, putting excessive wear and tear on your garage door system. Don't wait until there's a problem. Call A1 Garage Door Service for all of your garage door needs. Call today for our $129.99 tune-up special that includes a new bottom rubber. And remember, the garage door is the smile of your home. So don't wait. Call A1 Garage Door Service and you'll be smiling today. Hey guys, Champ here with Champ's Family Automotive. Been serving the Valley for over 15 years, treating customers like family. Integrity, fair pricing, and trust. That's what you should have in your automotive repair facility. We understand that if you treat customers like family, they continue to return to you. Whether you have a domestic, import, or diesel, we have state-of-the-art technology, technicians, and tools to take care of your needs. Award-winning facilities in Goodyear and Surprise. Check us out at ChampsFamilyAutomotive.com. That's ChampsFamilyAutomotive.com. Hey, welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy, with you every single Saturday. So welcome back. Hey, I've got plenty of open lines here. We want to talk to you about your car, 602-277-5827. 602-277-KTAR. And if you'd like to text, you can do that at 411-923. So anything that's going on with your car, we can help you with, give you some advice, have some fun with it. Maybe you need some body work done, uh, which I think next week, speaking of which, might have the body shop guys in, answer some questions there. But whatever it is, we've got some solutions for you. We can point you in the right direction. So again, 602-277-5827. So Carrie, we're talking about this uh, infinity. And and like I said, that it, it was, it was just crazy. You know, you, you get a, one defective part, and you kind of think about it. Okay, two defective parts. Now you're going to start you know, second-guessing your diagnosis. I was going to say, you start to question what you're doing. Yeah, yeah you start racking our brains. Yeah. And this, this car has the most simple charging system. And it got down to the point where the, the local rebuilder, his was working, but then it didn't work when he cycled the key. And he wasn't going to warranty the part for me anymore. I mean, he did on that one. And actually, we didn't need it. So we told the customer, we're putting your original alternator back in the car, and you can go to the dealer. We'll treat this like it never happened. I mean, is there a, a, a position where it could be the car has an issue? Well, it I could mean, be, but that that's what nobody can explain to me. Okay. Um, you know, that's what he said. I said, well, great. Then tell me what in the car could cause this. Because, again, this right. is the most basic charge system. It's got three wires. It's got the heavy cable that goes to the battery that charges, recharges the battery. Sure. You've got one from the fuse box that excites the alternator. Okay. And then you've got the other one that makes the light go on and off based on the on the alternator's output. It's a ground when it's not outputting. It's power when it is outputting. So then it puts the light out. So, um, yeah, it just makes you go a little bit crazy. And, and I just wasn't willing to go down that road. I mean, that was a loser. We were into that for, you know, 20 or 25 hours of labor. Which is a lot of money. Yeah. And, a, lot, and, a lot of time in your guys' shop. And all for yeah. defective parts. Then find out that that part, even from the, the dealer, they have a hard time with them as well. Yeah. I was at, you know, and, and the guy from the dealer's parts department said, you know, um, we just... We never sell alternators. The Nissan original alternator is so good. And we do experience that. We've heard, and I, after you thought about it, Tim and I talked, we're like, you know, come to think of it, we never put alternators on Nissans. So I don't know why they can't rebuild one good. Or it's not just them. 
If you went through four or five, I wonder what's going to be the solution to the car. Well, they're just going to keep hanging on there. And I thought, well, hell, it'll be better. I'd rather go get a used one out of a salad yard if if they're, quote, so good. But I just didn't want to go there. I wasn't willing to. It's just, it was just some place we just, we just figured we were better off to bail. And, and, uh, but it's funny how. Rather unusual, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's just funny, though. You know, we see it in the Better Business Bureau and stuff, too. Or, you know, everybody hates the dealer, but when you've gone, something's not going your way, oh, we should have gone to the dealer. And like I, I tell you, everybody listening, I'll tell my customers, like, just like that one was saying, oh, I knew we should have gone to the dealer. <laughs> and I'm not mean yeah. to, you know, make fun of the person no. by using that voice or anything, right. so don't get me wrong. But like I said to them, I can go get a job at the dealer tomorrow. Right. Any one of my technicians can go get a job at that sure. dealer tomorrow yeah. if they wanted to work there. Yeah. So it's a matter of going to the dealer. Exactly. It's just we just couldn't. Just whatever weird, it is with yeah. this this weird anomaly circumstance. Exactly. Yeah. Just yeah. just a weird circumstance. Sure. So I'm going to take a call, but we are going to talk about some parts quality issues, and I also kind of have a, a kind of funny to me story about a repair that uh, I referred somebody to get done, and then they talked about how much of a ripoff it was and maybe not so much in hindsight. But anyway, 602-277-5827. It's 602-277-KTAR. In text is 411-923. So we're going to go with Chris in Mesa, 99 Ford pickup, 350, and you got a dog in the background. What's happening? So on this truck... If it rains, it pours. The engine will die. If you pull up to a light, uh-huh. even if it looks like it's going to rain, sometimes <laughs> you pull up to a light, you're idling, boom, uh-huh. shuts off. Okay. You sit there, and it it always restarts. And and if you're driving down the road, a lot of times, I can tell that it's uh, you know it's got a hiccup in it. You know, mm-hmm. you're cruising along. It it doesn't do it. It does it regularly like every trip but uh you know sometimes it'll do it a little bit more but almost guaranteed if it looks like it's going to rain or if it's if it's wet a little bit uh-huh. i'll pull up to a light it'll die at least once maybe twice wow does it ever set a check and engine light goes. or a code or anything no check engine light no code that i know of i've had it to different uh, a diesel person, you know. And oh, wait a minute. Hold on real quick. On. Hold on real quick. You just said something that I wasn't expecting. Did you say diesel? Yeah, it's a diesel. Okay. Well, man, you just Seven t- point, you just took the wind out of my sails. Two. You took the wind out of my sails because I was going to suggest that you take a bottle of soapy dishwater on a spray gun and go spray around water around the distributor cap and rotor and ignition. Well, it's not going to work on your diesel because it doesn't have no. any of that stuff. So that that's so, um, that's a that's a strange one. So a little history on it. Somebody said, "Oh, on the internet it says that it's the wiper motor that does this." So you could take a water hose, squirt it on the windshield with the wipers running. Sure enough, dies. And so $500 later, we put a wiper motor on it, you know, and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. It's going to be okay. Rain comes. Of course, got to wait for rain in Arizona. Right. Rain comes. Same thing. Dies. Okay. It well, still well, has the hiccups as well. Right. So that's good, though. So we've what have we done, though? So in your, and these are a little bit of rhetorical questions and, and that you that you won't be able to answer, but... So we've identified there's some correlation between the windshield wipers and the car stalling, correct? Even though you put a new windshield washer or windshield wiper motor on the vehicle, it now it still stalls. So we know it's not the wiper motor, unless, of course, you've got a defect like my alternators, <laughs> but I highly doubt it. <laughs> so now what you need to do, Chris, you've got to get the roadmap out. What's the roadmap? The roadmap's the wiring diagram. So... You've got to then go trace every single wire on the map or on your wiring diagram and see where they go. And you're going to inevitably, you're going to find somewhere, I'm sure, where there's some commonality between the windshield washer motor and some sort of fuel pump, um, shutoff valve, or whatever it is that the, that the engine is losing to cause it to stall. Um, there's going to be some commonality and there's got to be. I'm going to suspect that when you're turning on that windshield washer motor, you're possibly have a bad ground somewhere and you're robbing the ground 
and you're not getting the other component might be more sensitive to the electricity or electrical um, voltage than the wiper motor will. And it's going to rob that power and not be affected. That's my best guess for you. Um, again, if it was a car, if it was a gasoline engine, I'd be saying put some soapy water on the on the spark plug wires, the ignition coils, anything like that, and look for your and, and see what happens there. But um, I think you're going to find ultimately. I think you're going to find a wiring problem in the. Um, you know, a connection. I'm going to put my money on a bad ground somewhere, but just trace that out. And, you know, if you don't have a wiring diagram for your truck, you can usually, you know, you can go to Mitchell On Demand, and I think you can pay for a week pass or a month pass. Oh, there's also all data, and you can go on. Or you can go down to the library, and they have printed manuals in some cases. They might even have these subscriptions for you. So, Ben, we're going to try and squeeze this in before the uh, break here. Ben, what do you got going on with your uh, 2003 Dodge Caravan? Well, with my poor man's pickup, I have um, every. I turn it on. You know how sometimes your battery's going dead, getting low. It'll click, click, click a little bit. Uh-huh. Well, it'll do that, but I got a brand new battery in it, and then it'll start running around a little bit. When it's warmed up, and I stop someplace, uh, pick up some groceries or whatever, no problem starting. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know if there's a correlation between it, but I also have my radio. Sometimes works, sometimes it don't. But there's no light on the radio instruments at all so i don't know if there's a relationship so hmm. i'm hoping i don't have to replace a string column or anything like that no my you know the 2003s that's going back a little bit but i'm gonna mm-hmm. suggest what you do that's a guy to a key you've got to turn the key and rotate it right it's not a push button starter yes yeah that's yes. so um i'm gonna suggest that you take and kind of wiggle that key a little bit and see if there's a sweet spot or a sour spot, for that matter, where the car doesn't run right or or stalls out on you. I'm suspecting we used to replace a lot of ignition switches in the caravans. It's a plastic switch. It connects with the key. And, uh, and, and, the, and my recollection is, gosh, I wish Tim was here today because he would, he would just boom. He'd know off the – Tim's the parts expert. He'd know right off the top of his head what was going on with that one. So – but that's where I'm going to be leaning towards. And then, you know, turn up the, the dial on the radio, see if you can see it, and just play with that and see if it flickers. You can also do it while you're driving in a parking lot, see if it stalls or something. So good luck with that. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Bumper to Bumper Radio. We'll be right back. I'm Marcus with Pit Stop Auto Detailing in Scottsdale. And I'm Scott with Showcase Mobile Detailing in Gilbert. Together, we've teamed up to become the highest-rated mobile automotive detailers in Arizona. Our mobile fleets provide you with award-winning professional detailing services conveniently done right at your home or office. Interior, exterior, basic wash to full detailing. There's even engine detailing and ceramic services available. Yep, we do it all. Check us out at pitstopdetailing.com or showcasemobiledetailing.com today. Hi, this is Kurt Rock for Kurt's Auto Repair. For over three decades now, our family's passion has been forging lasting relationships by delivering the highest quality auto repair for our customers with a perfect Better Business Bureau record. And I'm Kathy Rock, Kurt's wife. When we say our family, we mean it. At Kurt's, you'll find our kids, relatives, and now even our grandkids are working on cars and taking care of our customers. Gas or diesel, foreign or domestic. If your car hurts, Take it to Kurtz. Bunker to Bunker's Charity Golf Tour is kicking off their summer swing at Verado Golf Club's Founders Course on Saturday, June 24th. Benefiting the Arnie's Army Charitable Foundation, Bunker to Bunker's two-person scramble is loaded with team competitions, a huge raffle, awards, breakfast, and even includes a coupon for a second round of golf, all for just $115. Come enjoy an unforgettable day of golf with your friends. This event is open to the public, but space is limited. So grab your partner and register today at BunkerGolf.com. Matt Allen here, the host of Bumper to Bumper Radio in your weekly call-in car show. We do our best to get you the answers you need and mostly hit the mark. Take a listen to Diane, who had a problem with her Porsche. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I love, love, love your show, and I love the entertainment. So along with being the car guy, I'm now an entertainer. Get me an agent. Tune in to Bumper to Bumper Radio, Saturdays at 11, and give us a call right here on KTAR 92.3, Arizona's news station. Breaking news is always first. Always first. On Arizona's news station, KTAR News. Now, KTAR News Time is 1130. I'm Troy Barrett. 
KTAR breaking news alert. Breaking news coming into the KTAR newsroom. Just moments ago, President Joe Biden has signed the legislation that lifts the nation's debt ceiling. The signing avoids what would have been an unprecedented default on the federal government's debt. The agreement on the debt ceiling came after weeks of intense negotiation between the White House and Republican House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. The final agreement suspends the debt limit until 2025 and restricts government spending. Bell Road is closed in both directions from 29th Avenue to I-17 with no estimated time of reopening. The closure is due to a large crime scene where Phoenix police are investigating a shooting that has left two people dead and another victim in the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. There are a few details. Police say they're going to be investigating for several more hours. Time to check traffic now. Live from the Valley Chevy Dealers Traffic Center, here's Tom Keeble. Yeah, thanks, Troy. And if you want to uh, avoid that closure, you could go ahead and take Union Hills Drive or Greenway Road to uh, get east and west. And then north-south, you're going to want to use 35th as they finish up that investigation. Two spots of slowing on the freeways right now. Southbound State Route 143 near University Drive. Also westbound Loop 202, the Red Mountain Freeway at 32nd Street approaching the uh, mini stack there. Both of those slowing down sections are due to crashes. We have a couple other crashes westbound Loop 101 at 7th Avenue. This one isn't causing too many problems but there is a little party off to the right shoulder just after that 7th Avenue exit and then eastbound Interstate 10 as you approach the stack interchange there's a load spill looks like a black sort of dust product that is blocking or that is in the right lane. It's not causing any slowing but it is something to be aware of. That's what's happening on the streets for traffic. Tom Keeble, KTAR News. KTAR weather for the night. Looking for a high of 100 today. Right now it's 90 in Scottsdale weather brought to you by Howard Air. I'm Troy Barrett on Arizona's news station, KTAR News. Breaking news, traffic and weather 24-7 with traffic updates every six minutes weekday mornings on Arizona's only all-news morning show. Arizona gets its news from Arizona's news station. KTAR News on your radio at 92.3 FM and streaming live on the KTAR News app. Trust is so important, especially in times like these. At Virginia Auto Service, we've been the place you can trust for over 25 years. Hi, I'm Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy and owner of Virginia Auto Service. Rest assured, we've implemented all the necessary steps to keep you safe and sanitized. As we begin to move around a little more, take some stress out of your life by trusting your vehicle to Virginia Auto Service. We are in the heart of downtown Phoenix, 7th Street, just south of Thomas. Check us out on the web, virginiaautoservice.com. Hi, this is Champ with Champ's Family Automotive. We are a family-owned and operated full-service center for your automotive and diesel needs. Have you been searching for a trustworthy automotive and diesel repair shop? Well, come see us in Goodyear or Surprise. Import, domestic, or diesel. Yes, we take care of it all with state-of-the-art technology and technicians. Bumper-to-bumper radio approved. Check us out at ChampsFamilyAutomotive.com. And yes, that's ChampsFamilyAutomotive.com. Tommy Mello here, owner of A1 Garage Store Service. Springtime savings are here, and now is the perfect time to service your garage. Cracked or worn out bottom rubbers and seals expose your garage door to bugs and other pests, dirt, debris, and cold air. A1 Garage Door Service can replace old bottom rubber and seals in no time. And don't forget about all the moving parts of a garage door system. Wheels get old, cables fray, grease runs out, and tracks move, putting excessive wear and tear on your garage door system. Don't wait until there's a problem. Call A1 Garage Door Service for all of your garage door needs. Call today for our $129.99 tune-up special that includes a new bottom rubber. And remember, the garage door is the smile of your home. So don't wait. Call A1 Garage Door Service and you'll be smiling today. your car's favorite show, Bumper to Bumper. All righty, welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy. And again, we're here with you every single Saturday at 11 o'clock to try and help you navigate whatever it is that needs navigation on your ride, whether it's a big old minivan or a truck or a little cruiser, sports car, hot rod, whatever you've got. 
If you've got some questions, maybe we can help you. It's 602-277-5827. It's 602-277-KTAR. Now, I want to remind you, BumperToBumperRadio.com is on 24 hours a day, seven days a week, not just at 11 o'clock. And there, of course, you can find repair shops, which we talk about all the time. Got some body shops there. We are going to have some of the body shop guys in next weekend. I think Dave Lingham from First Class Auto Body will be in. So if you've got your body work questions or you had an accident recently or not really sure, we can maybe talk about diminished value. What's that? Um, we'll save that for the body shop guys. And then, well, the other thing you're going to find there is other other uh, partners that we have in the detailing world. And, you know, people, it's coming into summertime. People are getting their cars fixed. We're seeing big repairs on cars. And I'll tell you what's really nice. When you've gone out and spent that money and your car's riding nice and now it, it it's not making noises like it was and it rides well, now's the time to get it detailed too and then you're really going to be in love with your car a nice clean car for the road trip is always good it's nicely waxed and everything the bugs come off much easier maybe they don't stick as much so we've got some great detail partners on bumper to bumper radio.com pit stop mobile detail they're in scottsdale and showcase mobile mobile detailing in gilbert and quite honestly it doesn't matter where they are because they come to you they're going to come to your house and detail the car if you want you're at the golf course, schedule it. They'll come to the golf course and, and wash your car. You're going to take four hours to golf. They can get your car handled while you're golfing. That's a great idea. Yeah, heck yeah, it is. Um, but not only that, they're mobile, but they also have brick-and-mortar locations. So maybe you got a really nice car and you don't want to go to the drive through car wash and get the paint all beat up and, and stuff on the car. So you can go in, and they'll do a nice hand wash and vacuum and such like that at their uh, – at their location. So if you can find both Pit Stop Mobile Detail and Showcase Mobile Detailing, both of them at BumperToBumperRadio.com. So we're taking in a couple calls right now. We're going to get to Marvin in just a minute. I'm going to read a text. 2013 Prius, 315,000 miles. I don't know if the transmission fluid has ever been serviced. Shall I do a drain and a fill? And I'm having no issues at the moment. So, yes, you could certainly do a drain and fill. There used to be, there's some, in the 70s, 80s, there used to be this buzz, oh, if you touch the transmission fluid, you, you know, it may ruin the transmission. Well, if you're not having a transmission problem, a service is not going to hurt the transmission, unless it's done wrong, of course, or you use the wrong fluid. But if you're not having any issues and the fluid's dirty, you should go ahead and change it. And a drain fill is just fine. You're not going to get all the fluid out. You're going to get most of it out. Um, you maybe you do a drain and fill twice. I know there's a service bulletin. I think it was from Honda or one of them where they want you to do it uh, five times. You know, drain and fill, drain and fill, drain and fill. They want to get all the old fluid out. So there's, there'd be absolutely nothing wrong with doing that on your Prius. Most important thing, I, you know, if you've got a CVT transmission, you've got to use CVT transmission fluid. And there's not, there might be a universal one, but there's no way I'm going with the universal. I'm going to go with a name brand that you probably don't know, but it's Enios or uh, Itamitsu. Those are Japanese brands. You can find them at Napa and other parts stores. And that's what I want to put back in that car. It's going to be the, or else the Toyota World Standard or World Service Fluid, which is uh, their long life fluid. So you just, the most important thing on the service is make sure you use the right fluid, not a universal fluid, and you get the fill level correct and, uh, and everything should be fine. You're not going to hurt the transmission if it doesn't already have a problem. Let's see here. We're going to go to the phones here, and we've got Marvin. Marvin's got a 2004 Mercedes E320. Marvin, how can we help you? Yes, I'm having trouble. I bought the car about a year ago. I drive it just on the weekends, and it would shake. It would be fine, but then when I come to a stop, it would be shaky, and then it would cut off. Sometimes it got real shaky, so I took it to a shop. They told me it was my air intake. Got that changed. A lot of money for that. It, it almost looks like it didn't get changed from the looks of the part. But anyhow, um, it still was doing it a little. The guy adjusted something, but I still keep having a problem, but not to the extreme that it was from the beginning. Um, then there was the map sensor that, was, that the code was coming up for mm-hmm. uh, from the beginning. So I changed that out. Um, that, and the car runs smooth, but, um, if I have the air on or not, I still get that shake. And I also 
almost since the time I got the car, was smelling gas on the inside of the car. Hmm. And um, but He's... the car car runs fine, other than the symptoms, and the uh, engine light is not coming back on for the mouth sensor. So, okay, so... and I also have uh, repair insurance. So I'm planning on soon taking it to a shop. I'm trying to decide where I'm picking a shop that you guys are dealing with on the radio station there. Sure. Well, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff happening there on a 20 round numbers, almost 20 year old car. So, um, if the, I, I'm, I'm envisioning the air boot, if it, if it had a, um, an air leak, you know, unmetered air is, is a problem, especially on the German cars. And, and that uh, can be as simple as a dip dip. Uh, oil dipstick O-ring or an oil cap seal can cause a vacuum leak on some cars. So, you know, I'm sure that's taken care of. You don't have a code for the map sensor anymore. So now, nope. now it's just we've got to look at scan tool data. We've got to go off our gut instinct, our experience, and we've got to feel it. And and you said it doesn't stall anymore, but it's still a little bit rough, correct? No, it's... Uh Every once in a while, you get a little bit of shakiness slightly, but I do smell the gas. That okay. gas smell has been there okay. and still is there. Well, I guess the re- the process that I would take is I'm first going to go after the gasoline smell. We can't, we can't or we shouldn't be driving a car that's got an active fuel leak. And we got to get that fixed first because that could be contributing to your poor running problem. Maybe, maybe not. But you've got to fix that first. Got to start there. Uh, and then, again, it's going to be, you know, is it just a little bit rough or does it stall? Those are different things. Maybe we've got some worn-out motor mounts, something like that that's not allowing the car to run smooth. You know, maybe the engine's actually running smooth. It's just you're feeling the vibrations that you wouldn't otherwise feel because the mounts aren't, aren't good. So we've just got to figure that stuff out. And then just a comment for you and everybody else that's got the extended warranty is that we call you refer to it as repair insurance. You need to know a couple things. They don't cover everything. The salesman does a heck of a job selling that. There's no blanket that covers everything. The other thing is they will limit labor rates sometimes. And the other thing is they don't always cover the diagnosis. So you as the owner of the car, you're responsible for the diagnosis of the car until they agree that it's a covered component that has failed. But even then... They don't always pay for the diagnosis and stuff. So be careful when you've got those warranties, what you really get for your money, um, you know, when, when you buy one. Be careful with that. So I just had somebody hang up. I was just about to click your button. So we're going to go with Russ real quick on a 72 Chevy pickup. What's happening, Russ? Oh, I'm just uh, enjoying the nice weather we're having for June. I'm telling you, huh? Yeah. yeah. I got a problem with my, uh, my temp gauge. Uh, I took my uh, truck down to have the starter flex plate put on it, mm-hmm. put a new one on. The other one was all shoot up, and I put a new starter and everything. And then I was driving back home from the west side of town down here to Thunderbird in the 51, and I noticed my temperature gauge was going up and going up and going up. So I stopped, and I, you know, the hoses were all right. It was no... Uh, no, nothing leaking or anything. Mm-hmm. It wasn't acting like it. You know, when they get old, get real hot, they start. You could feel the sluggishness or something's going to seize up. So uh, I drove it all the way home, and uh, uh, it didn't boil over. Nothing. I let it cool down. The water was in it and everything, so it didn't get hot. But the gauge was giving me a false reading, and I, I replaced the sensor. And uh, my boy ordered me a new. Uh, uh, the, the gauge that goes in the dash, in the dash, he put that in. Mm-hmm. And then when we hooked it up, it, it, the, the needle went all the way to hot. Yep. And I was just wanting to know if there could be a, a, a stretched out wire that they, when they uh, loosen the motor mount or I mean, you know, the tranny mount. Yeah, it could be. I mean, that's 72. There's like a mile of room everywhere in there. There's nothing, nothing on that truck. But, you know, the way that temperature sensor works I'm pretty sure that's a single wire sensor, and it's just going to vary the ground going to the gauge. So I, yeah, I, I, I probably would have only replaced one at a time. But to be quite honest with you, I mean, what you would have to do is find out what the resistance is at a certain temperature, and then we use a potentiometer and dial that resistance in to see what the gauge is. But now if your gauge is stuck all the way hot, 
it's grounded. So you've either got a defective gauge or there's a pinched wire or possibly your temperature sensor is bad. So I'd start by unplugging the temperature sensor and then work your way towards the gauge again and, and check that out. It's going to be a pretty basic system. So it's just a matter of getting in there and, and checking and then just verifying, in fact, that you do not have a running hot problem. I don't know how you did that, whether it's a temperature gun or a, a laser temperature or whatever, but you want to verify that. So shouldn't be something too terribly complicated. So we're going to take a quick break. We've got uh, Alice on the line. I've got a text message to answer. Maybe I can get to my kind of funny story. We'll be right back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Hi, Kurt Rock here for Kurt's Auto Repair. Times and technology has changed, but at Kurt's, we're still the same family-owned and operated business that has enabled us to earn a perfect Better Business Bureau record for over 30 years. Our master technicians are experts in everything automotive, foreign and domestic, gas and diesel. Come experience quality and service that time has not changed. Check us out online at mycarhurts.com. If your car hurts, take it to Kurtz. Hi, this is Kelly. After my husband and I moved to Arizona, we were looking for an honest, trustworthy repair shop. We happened to meet Spencer Dusay, owner of h Automotive, and we were quickly impressed with him personally, as well as how he ran his business. Spencer has trained his highly skilled staff to focus on giving their customers friendly and honest service as their top priority. We always know in advance what the repair is and why with a fully supported digital diagnostic estimate. They're transparent, they communicate, and they stand behind their work. As a woman, I feel respected. I'm not a mechanic, and I always feel confident with their communications and their work. 13 years later, and we've never been disappointed. After all this time, we're still being greeted by the same friendly employees, which speaks highly of the type of business Spencer has built. Check out all of their five-star reviews for yourself online. H stands for honesty, and I stands for integrity. You feel it every time you visit them. What's the best used car to buy? And how should I make sure I'm buying the right car or truck? Hi, this is Lee Weatherby from Accurate Automotive. I get this question all the time, and sometimes the best used car you can buy is the one you're driving. But when it's not, or you're looking for new, gently used vehicle for yourself or a loved one, make sure you get a vehicle inspection before you fork over your hard-earned cash. Let us do a thorough inspection so you can be confident you made the right choice. Give us a call or schedule an appointment online at AccurateAutomotiveAZ.com. Accurate Automotive. Friends serving friends. Welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, and boy, we are wrapping this thing up. We've got exactly 10 minutes to go, and we're going to be done. This thing flies by, and it really is exactly 10 minutes, 57.50 after the hour. So welcome back. We've got Alice on the phone. We've got a couple open lines, 602-277-5827. We're going to go with Alice, 2011 Honda CRV. Alex, how can we help you? T- or Alice, I'm sorry. How can we help you today? Good morning. Uh, thank you for the call, for your taking my call. My car has um, been shaking, kind of like the other previous caller. I took it in to um, a friend who said he's a mechanic, and he, and he said, oh, it's a motor mount. So he replaced the motor mounts aftermarket not the honda ones so it did not correct the shaking so i took it back and he replaced it again with aftermarket and then um i said well it's still shaking um so then he i said well what about putting the honda motor mounts on and he said well that's around a thousand dollars and then he said he was talking to a friend who works for honda and it said it could be a throttle body Okay. Educate me on this, or or could that be, or... So you said, I I barely said heard what you said about a friend who is a mechanic or does mechanical work. Is he just doing this stuff at home, or is he actually a technician, or did you take it to a regular repair shop? It was not a regular repair shop. Okay. He, um, in the past, has, he has a master thing for Volkswagen, Dodge, and some other... I got you. Okay. American car. Okay. So, um... Do, and, and now I'm lost for a second. Does it have the Honda mounts on it at this point or no? 
It still has the aftermarket no, mounts? No, aftermarket. It still has the aftermarket mount. Okay. I'm not a big fan of aftermarket motor mounts. They're in typically, mm-hmm. um, and we didn't get around to talking to parts today. Maybe that'll be a good topic for next week about what's the difference between aftermarket and original and which ones we like to use in aftermarket and why we do and why we don't. But motor mounts. I always, always, always recommend getting the factory original equipment motor mounts. You can't buy them anywhere else. They're not available. You know, it's not like an alternator, for example, from a Toyota. You can buy it from the dealer or you can buy it from Napa, and it's a Nip and Denso. It's the same exact part. So that that's kind of the difference. So, but you can't do that with motor mounts. So you still could have motor mount problems. Going to what it could be. Now we're kind of speculating. Now it's almost like calling me on the radio. You talk to a guy at Honda. So he's guessing just like I am. But So the question is, Correct. is what does the throttle body have to do with this? This is a 2011. So I think that still has a cable when you step on the gas that opens up a butterfly or a throttle body. It's a flap just like um, to let air into the car. So that throttle body is a small opening. You know, maybe you couldn't even fit your fist through the size of the inlet. It's very small. So there's a plate there. When you step on the gas, you open up the plate. It allows air to flow. What can happen a lot of times is the there's carbon buildup happens around the plate, and it restricts the amount of air entering the engine. Well, there's supposed to be an idle control motor or an idle air bypass to increase RPMs and, and make up for some of those dirty and wear and tear and stuff like that. So I doubt that's mm-hmm. what it is on this car, but what he would need to do if he thinks it's I, I'm assuming when he says the throttle body, meaning that the throttle body is probably dirty. Because I'm assuming you don't have any check engine lights or warning lights or anything, right? No, I do not. No. Okay. So probably what he's – I'm assuming what he's thinking is that the throttle body is carboned up. And so what your friend would have to do is prop the throttle wide open – obviously with the engine off, mm-hmm. and then get a rag and some carburetor cleaner, some carbon cleaner, and clean all around that throttle body, being careful not to let it get in the blade or into the shaft and leak into the electronics mm-hmm. and cause damage. Uh, but it just needs to be very carefully cleaned. Um, sometimes we use a light a light toothbrush if it's if it's uh, really bad. But usually just cleaning with a rag will do that. And then that may correct your problem. The symptom would be a low idle. So that's why the throttle body could be contributing is it would be a low idle making the car run rough. I don't know. If you put it in neutral and it smooths out, you've got bad motor mounts probably. The other thing that he can do if it's rough and in drive, you get a piece of wood and you put it underneath the engine or a good place. And again, this is where experience comes in. You just put the floor jack in there and you lightly, I mean lightly lift the engine quarter of an inch, half an inch with the floor jack. Mm-hmm. And if you lift that engine up with the car and drive and it's shaking, and then when you lift it and the shaking goes away, it's the motor mounts 99% mm-hmm. of the time. So, uh, you know, and then if if the problem got better by replacing the motor mounts but didn't 100% correct it, uh, if the other ones were broken, um, then I would, you know, mm-hmm. I, I would definitely be leaning towards that. Do you know if they replaced all of the engine mounts? Four or five of them potentially, you know, or just I, a couple? I think he only replaced two. I only saw two boxes. Yeah, so... But I... I yeah, it, it, there's... I'm still putting my money. You know, I, I kind of joke around. I'm, I like to play craps, and, and uh, you know, if there's mm-hmm. a little box to put $10 on that said motor mount, that's where I'm putting yeah. my chips right now. Um, you know, the motor mounts don't have to be broken necessarily. They can be what we call grounded out. It's kind of like your tennis shoes. I mean, it's just a rubber... Mm-hmm. rubber, big giant chunk of rubber to oversimplify it. And after that rubber mm-hmm. has carried so much weight for so long, it, it eventually either breaks or loses loses its ability to cushion. And so I suspect that's what you've got going on. And, and so I'm, I'm still, Alice, I'm heading towards the motor mounts. And I know it's painful to replace the the uh, put factory engine mounts on there. They are more expensive, but they're more expensive for a reason, not just because it's more money. They're much better quality. They fit right. Uh, there's just I just can't go through the list of the reasons why we only use original equipment mounts. I think that's going to be your solution, Alice. So good luck with that. And uh, I'm going to read a text message real quick. So this is coming in raw here. So I have a P0172 pending code and have driven the car through various drive cycles. Oxygen sensors, EVAP, EGR systems are all ready. Do pending codes always transfer to stored codes to prompt a check engine light? Question mark. The maintenance light or check engine light is off. I just want to know if I should 
should leave pending code alone as car is running fine, but the pending light, but no check engine light. It's an 07 Audi A3. Well, yeah, I'm not going to mess with it. If it's a pending code, a lot of these codes are two-trip cycles on cars. So you've got to cycle the key. Like, we repair a car sometimes, and, and we hear the story, like, uh, from another customer maybe or another shop. Hey, I just uh, the customer went out to the car and started up, and the check engine light came back on. It tells you that they didn't cycle the key when they were on their test drive. So if you do have a pending code for that PO172, which I... Don't know off the top of my head what that is, but I'll know in a second. Um, too rich, bank one. If it is pending, it might set. But until it sets and turns on the check engine light, I'm not going to worry about it too much. So whoever that was that sent the text message, I hope that helped you. For now, just ignore it. If the light comes on, then I then I would address it. So that's what you do there. Hey, um, real quick story. I said it's kind of a funny story, but not really a funny story. But it goes back to the beginning of what we talked about, about asking questions. And I referred a friend, and I don't know if she listens or not, but it doesn't matter. I'm not, I'm not beating her up too bad. But I referred a friend over to one of the bumper-to-bumper repair shops um, to have um, – she had a cooling system problem, I don't know, four or five months ago maybe, something like that. And um, so I sent her over there and uh, very comfortable knowing that she was going to get taken care of. And then on Facebook, I see a day or two later how – I'm never going back. And I'm and and if you're listening, I'm not making fun of your voice. I'm just making the point and to everybody else listening to. I'm never going back there. They ripped me off. They wanted twenty two hundred dollars and I went over to Acme Auto Repair and blah 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 and they fixed everything for only seven hundred and something dollars. Now I'm making fun of the voice a little bit. So I just have to scratch my head and go, what are you talking about? And I didn't even I just let it go. Okay. Didn't, and, I, and I didn't get any feedback uh, on it. But they didn't do for $700 what the other shop was going to do for $2,400 or $2,200 or whatever that number was. Well, oddly enough, we were at a graduation party last weekend. And, hey, Matt, um, you know, how do I replace these T's here on my Suburban? They, they're broken. And I kind of said, well, you know, that's what the other shop was suggesting you replace proactively four months ago that was allegedly ripping you off. So... I guess the moral of my story is that's why we ask questions. This Suburban that got overheated now would not have broken down and overheated and had a broken part on the side of the road if she would have had the repair done properly five months ago. She went somewhere else and didn't spend as much money, but she didn't save a dime. As a matter of fact, she might spend more money. And what's the opportunity loss? If you miss work, you can't go to the kid's graduation, whatever it is, or you're broken down on the side of the road, you didn't save a dime. So ask the questions before you just think that you're getting had. Talk to your technician. Talk to the service provider. Have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to Bumper to Bumper Radio.